testament to the cadence thing I was talking about in that only a couple of days after the first episode, we already have a second episode. Now, if you're watching the YouTube channel, you're actually getting this a day after the episode one. And if you're watching the YouTube channel, you're also seeing me as opposed to just hearing me and probably getting a little background noise as well because I'm using the microphone on the camera. But the reason I wanted to have another one of these episodes right away is that I wanted to talk about exactly what was in the title. And basically what I said with the title is, when is a sale not a sale? And what I'm referring to, and you're going to get a chance, if you're on the YouTube channel, you're going to get to see the card in question, so I'll have it up on the screen for you. But if you're listening to me, then you also include a link in the description so that you can go to the uh, Instagram post from Alt Official, only Alt Official, so that you can check out the card itself. And what I'm referring to is the they announced that they had, quote-unquote, purchased, and that's the phrasing they're using, that's why I'm being very particular about this, they said with a record-breaking purchase, purchased a... 2009 National Treasures 1 of 1 Rookie Logo Man Steph Curry Autograph. Great. But the problem is, as I said, from as I'm alluding to from this title, my question is, when is a sale not a sale? And for me, the whole fractional ownership model, which we've discussed a couple of different times on the channel and through live streams and all that, which is included in this feed as well, um, it is it is muddied the waters and made it a lot more complicated. But that's understandable. And I really don't have any moral opposition, per se, to the fractional model. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I don't have a problem with it. The Where it does get it to be a little bit murky and where I do start to have a little bit of an issue really comes down to something very simple. And that is, when I'm considering the what is a sale and what's not a sale, to me, a fractional arrangement, or in this case, if we were going to position this accurately, it's not a purchase. Because to me, a purchase means I bought the thing. It doesn't mean I bought a percentage of the thing or even a controlling interest in the thing. I'm saying I bought the thing. In this case, they purchased a 51% stake in the card. That's really the, would be the correct way to phrase it from my perspective. A 51% stake, ownership stake in the card for a valuation of $5.9 million, which is what they announced. So it is not a record-breaking purchase, so to speak. And that's where this this whole muddying of the waters really becomes a bit of an issue. So there's really two aspects to it that I have a kind of an objection to. And one proposal that I would give right off the top is, and I would love for this to become maybe a more standard thing as, as we go along in the hobby, something maybe we should start doing better, a better job of, is let's start reporting these things properly. To me, a sale means somebody bought the whole thing. There's a card, they purchased the card. They Money changed hands, the card's possession changed hands, we're done. There is no subsequent deals or anything like that. There isn't like a partial ownership arrangement. There isn't a timeshare agreement. It's just, I, you have this card. I'm offering you this. You agree to the deal. I give you the money. I get the card. We're done. Through whatever avenue. That can be eBay. That can be through golden auctions, a different auction house. It can be through, you know, a private deal. That's still to me, all those are valid ways with which to just make a purchase or a transaction. This is still a legitimate transaction. Don't get me wrong. But to me, I feel like we need to make a differentiation because when we're doing this, we could be talking about a record valuation on a card. I think that's a legitimate response, but I think at this point we have to kind of, I think this is a fork in the road situation where I think we just have to branch these two things off. I think we have to treat record-breaking sales as being something where the thing is just purchased, lock, stock, and barrel, however it's done. By the way, you can have an arrangement where multiple people agree to go in on a card. As long as the ownership completely transfers from the individual or group to another individual or group, I'm kind of okay with that because the first group no longer has a stake in it. They've divested themselves of it 100% and then this other group potentially can have it or it can be a company or it can be whatever. 
that's to me that's a purchase uh buying a 51 percent ownership stake means the original owner still retains 49 percent even if that's not a controlling interest it means they still have an interest in it because it does open up a lot of other murkiness because you've created a valuation so in this case if we do our kind of rough math 51 percent of 5.9 million is a little over 3 million so it isn't to say that alt did not spend good money on this card but it means that 5.9 million dollars did not change hands so aside from being on paper based on the percentage they bought and the amount they paid for said percentage the 5.9 million doesn't exist only in theory only in our imagination because if you can't find a buyer for 5.9 million down the road and maybe somebody offers you 4 million well if you're alt you lose some money but if you sold the card out outright for 4 million for example which would still be a ton of money let's be clear alt would actually lose money but then the person who owns the 49% would actually be able to double dip and actually do quite well in this arrangement if they sold off their 49% as part of the deal. Because four, because 49% of 4 million, that's still a pretty good chunk of change, just shy of 2 million. And then you also receive the 3 million from the initial transaction. So you actually, yourself, would be getting somewhere in the neighborhood of almost $5 million for the card in that arrangement. Sounds good for the seller. You get to have your cake and eat it too, potentially. But for you know us looking at it, in the world where comps are already increasingly difficult to come by, when somebody says record sale, you immediately think, without looking below the headline, you think, oh my goodness, $5.9 million for that curry? It's like, the problem is $5.9 million never changed hands. It's a valuation, which I'm willing to acknowledge, but I feel like it should have its own, we should have like a record for valuations and a record for sales. And I think they should be considered two distinct things. And stuff like that that really gets murky and really becomes a little bit problematic. So that's where I kind of draw the line on these things. And I, I know we're going to see more, some more stuff like this going forward. And you're going to see a variety of arrangements because you can have, you know, where they buy a chunk of it and then make it available to additional buyers through the fractional ownership model. So then you've got a bunch of owners, you know, I'm Spartacus, you're Spartacus, we're all Spartacus. Everybody's an owner. But then the overall valuation becomes this math problem. And there's already been a little bit of fun that folks have had. Um, looking at these various cards and saying, yes, I sold, you know, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent on this relatively inexpensive card for, you know, $100, therefore an evaluation of $10 million, because you can make it up. You don't have to actually, on paper, if you actually did, if you wanted to be silly about this, you could, if you wanted to be silly about it. Now, no one would back you on this. But if you took, um, if you take a card that there's multiple copies of, you really couldn't pull this off. But the problem and what makes this silly and a bit absurd, again, just taking it to its, you know, stretching it as far as, um, you know, ridiculousness will take you. You could take a one of one, something where you can't go and buy another copy. You could take a one of one and you could sell a one thousandth of a percent share for a hundred dollars and then bump up the valuation and just say, okay, now it's worth this. Now, somebody would come back and say, like, well, they purchased 51%, you know, a substantial amount, a controlling interest. It's not the same thing. That isn't the point. The point is you could just make up a number. You could make up a total, and it doesn't have to have any bearing on reality. And when you start doing that, you're basically just making up prices. If somebody's willing to buy a percentage of it for the silly amount based on this, you know, valuation that is coming out of thin air, you can create all kinds of these weird arrangements, and it's like, it doesn't hold any water. Again, it, it's a cool-looking headline. It's a, it's an attention grabber. But it, I think it's one of those things where, as more companies try to play this kind of a game with pulling uh, this, you know, pulling math as trying to make up these numbers, 
it is going to lose its impact. Um, it's one of those things. Eventually, somebody will come up with an eight million dollar valuation, a ten million dollar, or fifteen million. How high can we go before, at a certain point, everybody just collectively yawns? Oh, only a fifty million dollar valuation? Why didn't you just sell a smaller fraction for the same amount and make an even bigger valuation? One hundred billion dollars. But it's one of those things where I said my concern is less about the potential silliness of it because there will be more silliness for it going forward. And you know. It, if you want to mock it, you certainly can. It's it's kind of fun to make fun of. My problem is that the it sends the wrong message when we position it this way. And Alt did this themselves. They're um, taking it straight from their own uh, from their own Instagram the way they decided to promote it. They said record breaking purchase, which to me is wholly inaccurate. And that's the danger. That's the part that I have concerns about. That's the part that I don't like to see. And that's where I say the real question becomes: When is a sale not a sale? To me, this is not a sale. It is not a valid sale. It is, it is a valid transaction. It is a valid financial arrangement. It is even a valid valuation. While I may not agree with the valuation, certainly you can consider it that. I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with those, with those distinctions. But the verbiage here matters. It matters what you're calling what. When you call it a record-breaking purchase, to me, that necessitates a purchase. If the purchase did not happen, then it is not and cannot and can never be a record-breaking purchase unless the same car down the road somebody comes in and offers six or seven million and they say I want 100% give me the whole thing and then that's a real sale so this card could still be sold down the road but this this 51% stake purchase it's not really a purchase of the card you bought the rights to 51% you can have ownership of it you can control it you can do all that you can promote the heck out of it you can show it on social media you do not own that card. You own a 51% on paper stake in that card. The other 49% is owned by somebody else. Until that changes, you can call it whatever you want. It doesn't make it true. So a sale is only a sale when a sale actually happened. So this is uh, kind of wanted to leave it a little bit open. Uh, for the YouTube folks, you guys have the comment section. So I would love to know kind of what you think about this kind of thing. Does this make sense? Is what I'm saying makes sense to you? If you, even if you disagree with me, I'd like to kind of get your rationale. I'd like to understand why. Uh, for the audio folks, hopefully this gave you at least some, you know, food for thought, something to ponder, something to consider. And I'd love to, uh, you know, you can reach out to me on Carlos Cards 12 on Instagram. That would be one way. Or you can do, you can see the corresponding YouTube video in the comment section. There is available for you if you want to leave a comment there and just kind of let me know your thoughts. This is just kind of me thinking out loud based on seeing this. These are kind of my initial reactions to it. On my own cha YouTube channel, I will look into this a little bit more. I think we'll talk about this a little bit more on the live stream coming up this weekend, so on Friday, and then we'll kind of see where we get to. Uh, I think there's a little bit more that has to be fleshed out and some more thoughts have to be due. But this is my first initial kind of thought on it. To me, a valid transaction, yes. Um, an arrange a financial arrangement, yes. If you want to call it a valid valuation, we could probably debate it, but I'm willing to live with that. To me, this is not a sale, this was not a purchase. It is a sale of something, but not a sale of the card itself, because to me, that card ownership, uh, it's split custody. It is not owned by an individual who purchases from another one or a group that purchased from another group. There was no record-breaking purchase. And I think that we do need to separate out those two things into their own categories and really just call them what they are and be a little bit more honest about how we present these things. Anyway, so that's it for me. Back with a few more of these uh, kinds of videos slash podcasts going on in the future. Going to be a little bit more streamlined with them and we'll kind of see. But all the particulars are in the description if you want to check it out from either format, either video or audio. And uh, thanks very much and we'll catch you in the next one.